This is the podcast of Christian Life Center, an Assemblies of God Church in Springfield, Massachusetts. For more information, visit our website at clc413.com. We have uh, here with us this morning uh, a very special family who God has called to serve him in a special capacity. They served in Spain uh, for a period of time. God had called them there and now uh, are serving in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, I'm going to invite him to come and to share with you about what God is doing there in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, through him and his family. Uh, We as a church support them, and we're delighted to be a part of what God is doing in and through their lives. And so I would like to take this moment to invite Dan DeRosier to come and to uh, update you on the goings-on with him and his family, his wife Alicia and his children. Welcome. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Dan. This is Alicia and Paisley. And oh, she did it yesterday. What's your name? Is it Jennifer? Is your name Grace? What's your name? Starts with a P, doesn't it? My name is Piper. Thank you for helping, Paisley. <laughs> and this is Anna. And uh, I, first of all, I want to thank you for uh, your ministry to my family over the last couple of weeks as they've been here in town. Um, you guys have all blessed my family greatly. Um, I've been in Europe for the last couple of weeks, and uh, they've just really enjoyed being here. And the girls are itching to get back to their class. But we wanted to say hello. Is there anything else you want to say? No, just hi. Hi. Are you excited to go to your class? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Have fun. Oh, I thought she was going to do it. Well, thank you. Alicia and I and the girls, uh, we are missionaries with the Europe region of Assemblies of God World Missions. And um, we did, we had the opportunity to be at the Southern New England Youth Convention this weekend. And how many of you know that when, when God asks you to do something or when you feel impressed in your heart to do something, sometimes it's not something that you expect, right? So this last weekend, I found myself uh, kind of huddled over a computer and I was programming light-up suits, like, uh, you know, America's Got Talent, those guys that dance with the light-up suits. I, I spent this week in front of a computer programming light-up suits for the glory of God. <laughs> and uh, as Pastor Joseph said, uh, when God, God called us into missions um, about, well, how old am I? I won't tell you how old I am. About five years ago, God called Alicia and I into missions. And... Um, I was thinking about it this morning, and, and you guys remember the story of Abraham, right? And uh, he's like a hundred years old. And God says, uh, by the way, I'm going to give you a son. And he's like, yeah, okay, God, sure. Yeah, right. And, uh, and God gives him a son, and it's kind of a surprise. Uh, 
And that was the way it was for us. So Alicia and I, uh, I'm kind of a, I'm a tech nerd. Uh, I like computers. I like cameras. I like sound equipment. Um, and we were serving the Lord, and God said, I want you to leave your career, and I want you to follow me. And what that meant was we quit our jobs, we quit our careers, we sold or gave away everything that we owned, and we followed the Lord to Spain. And we felt like, okay, God, we don't know why you're doing this, but we will say yes to you, and we will go. And so we went, and we landed in Madrid, Spain, and we really intended on being there for the rest of our lives. We, we really dug deep. We learned the language as best we could. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we learned the language we, the best we could. We developed relationships. We started meeting people in our town. We got involved in our church. And we were doing media ministry in Spain in, in a bunch of different languages. I had the opportunity to make content in Spanish and French and German and Arabic and Kurdish and Farsi. Places that we can't go as missionaries but where media can go. And we had been there uh, about 15 months. And we started sensing this bubbling up of, of God's spirit inside of us. And we didn't know what it was. There was something, something that was coming. There was something. And um, so back to Abraham, right? Abraham, they have this son. And, and what did God tell Abraham to do to his son? Kill him. Right? He, he's, he's like... You know, 120 years old. First of all, I think really what we're, what we're saying is God told a 120-year-old man to go climb a mountain. That's, that's kind of really what it was. But he, he, he had him kill his son. And we had been in Spain about 15 months. And we got a phone call to ask us to consider killing our son. No, not killing our kids, but, but leaving the land to which God had called us. And... God called Abraham to kill his son, not because he actually wanted Isaac dead, right? He wanted to see if Abraham was willing to say yes to the Lord. And so we got this phone call, hey, would you consider coming, coming onto a new team and serving Europe, but you have to come back to the States? And we said, God, really? You're going to take us all the way across the ocean just to call us all the way back. But I will say this. When you are in God's will, when you're ob obedient to him, sometimes it doesn't make any sense at all. But you know that the best place for you to be is right in the center of God's will. And just like we said yes to quit our careers and to sell or give away everything that we own and take our family across the ocean and, and go to a place that, that at times was very uncomfortable for us, especially as uh, probably like one out of a hundred people in our town spoke any kind of English at all. And I, I took four years of Spanish at Minichog. So uh, there was, so yeah, so I, like I could say, where's the bathroom? I, for some reason, the one thing I know how to, I knew how to say in Spanish was, I have a date with Anita at one. I don't know anyone named Anita. And, and God brought us so far. And here we come, right back to serve him. 
But see, here's another thing that God did. He took us from serving our, our uh, environment in Spain and our community in Spain and being part of a ministry that was doing things in other parts of the world, and he has placed us into a position that allows us to help reach the 718 million Europeans in every country in Europe. He allows us to speak into the lives of the missionaries that we have in Europe. Missionaries that you know that have been here, that are out of our district. God allows us to help them and equip them. Not only to use media to reach their, in, uh, their communities, but also to help them grow. To help through missionary care to help train them. We're about to go into a whole month of training where we get to meet, interact with, and help train all of the missionaries that are going to Europe out of this class this year. He's placed us in a place that, that we could never have imagined, to do ministry that we never could have imagined, to multiply the message, to multiply that to which he's called us in a way that we, we couldn't have scripted this. <laughs> we couldn't have imagined this. But there's a continent of people that are generations removed from any kind of access to the gospel. Right? When, we, when we talk to people about the secularization, right, you've heard of secularism, and, and my parents, we couldn't listen to secular music, right, when we, when we were kids. But secularism is a very unique mindset where you have a, a group of people who completely ignore the spiritual side of their life. And it's not like an active ignoring. It's like they never have even thought about where they've come from, that there's a creator, that there's a God-shaped hole inside of them. And so they live lives of emptiness, completely ignorant that there is a soul, that there's another side of life. And therefore, Europe is a very dark place. People are seeking to fill that void with lots of things, with addiction. I was just in Wales. One week ago today, I was in Wales in the United Kingdom, a place that uh, is just riddled with addiction, opioids and alcoholism, a very, very dark place, very warm and inviting people in need of a Savior, and they have no clue. Many of them have never even met another Christian. Right, So when we talk about secularism, you can say, well, yep, America's going there. Well, here's the difference. Christian Life Center exists. There are lots of Bible-believing, gospel-preaching churches right here and all throughout America. People here have access to the gospel. They may not want it, but they have access. Europe does not have enough access to the gospel, and that is why. We must plant thriving communities of faith, thriving churches that reach out to the marginalized of society, that reach out to the trafficked and the refugees and the people who desperately need things in their lives and care and love and who also will not just sit inside their little clubs, inside their little church buildings, but who will reach out and say, we will get into the lives of Europeans. We'll get into the plazas. We'll go into the pubs. We'll go to the places where people are and we will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So there can be life change through Jesus and, and things that only Jesus can do in their lives. And let me tell you this before I finish here. God is moving. 
God is moving all over this planet. And even in a place that has not seen more than 25 or 3% of people on, uh, having a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, even in a place like that, in the last two to three years, we have seen more than 100,000 Muslim immigrants come to Christ. We've seen more than 20,000. Amen. In the last 12 months, we've seen more than 10,000 be baptized. There was a man in our church in Vienna, Austria. His whole family, his wife, his children, his extended family were killed by ISIS. He was from Syria. He fled Syria. He came to Vienna. Someone invited him to church. He accepted the Lord. And on the day he was baptized, do you know what he chose to say? On the day he was baptized, he said, I want to say today, I forgive them. I forgive those people who took away my family. That's something only Jesus can do. We're so grateful to be partnered with you. It's because of your faithful mission support that we can do what we do and the O'Loughlin's can do what they do and, and those that you support can do what they do. It's through your faithful giving. But you know that God calls us all to missions, right? The last words of Jesus, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, right? But how can they go unless they are sent? And whether it's through your prayers, whether it's through your giving, or whether it's some of you maybe. You feel it here, and it's this little nudge. That's how it started for Alicia and I. It was this little thought, what if? What if God could use me in that way? Maybe he's calling you just like he was calling us. You won't feel satisfied until you say yes. Until you say, yes, Lord. I, I don't know what it means for you to go. I don't know what it means. Maybe it's going in your heart or going from your wallet. I don't know what it is for you. But whatever it is, let me encourage you today. Say yes. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning. God bless you all.